Blog Talk Radio. We know that quality care for your most precious gift is your highest priority. Worry no more. The Children's School offers early childhood education that counts. We provide a variety of learning activities to enable all of our children to grow and learn at their own pace. We ensure that quality attention is offered to every child. The Children's School provides a stable, fun, and safe learning environment for your child. Located in the Germantown section of Philadelphia, we accept children 6 weeks through 5 years of age. We are open Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. Call us today for a visit at 215-991-1767 or email us at childrenschool.thl. Assalamu alaikum. This is your brother, Seifu Haq. Inviting all my brothers and sisters to go check out the Dean Overdoing movie. Now available on Vimeo On Demand. That's V-I-M-E-O On Demand for $9.99. And you can also get it on Amazon Instant Video. Inshallah, go to Google and type in Vimeo On Demand. Or you can go to Amazon Instant Video. Inshallah, the Islamic movie of the year. Please support me. Check it out. Uh, Cover Girls is coming up next, inshallah. Salaam alaikum, rahmatullahi to Allah, he will better Blog Talk Radio. 31 questions for the Mukminoon. Have you ever cried because of sins you have committed, inshallah? Does Shaitan ever make you feel like the past can't be repentant? Do you really love Allah, or just words that you utter? Do you feel like your innocence has been drained by the gutter? Yes. Can you love sooner and still love to backbite? No. How many days you woke up Muslim and Kafir by night? Allahu If you was on trial for being mukmin, would they have enough evidence to convict you? If you die right now, how long would it take for the Ummah to forget you? Can you answer the questions in the grave, or do you have to study for that test? Allah, I hope so. And what will be the words you utter at the moment of your last breath? What are you prepared to sacrifice for the Sunnah? Did you ever take part in spreading the vicious rumor? If so, how far did it go? How many people really know? On the day of judgment, how many mukmins you going to host? Why are you the last to Juma and the first to leave? Is that an indication of how much you really believe? Why do you say things out of your mouth that's not in your heart? Don't you know mukmins live in the light and kufars live in the dark? How can a month go by and you miss every salat? Where is your desire? Lord, ah, show for the fire. Muslims and Muslims, fill the Lord for more hopeful dreamer. It's either heaven or hell. My beat or the Dajel. Allah or Shaitan. Fly girl novels or ayahs of the Holy Quran. Standing on street corners at the end of the block. 
Or at the masthead making salat You can even listen or turn your head Cause this earth is a paradise for the grateful dead A'udhu billahi minash shaitanir rajeem Bismillahirrahmanirrahim Inna lil muttaqina mafaza Hadaika wa a'naba Wa kawaiba atraba Wa ka'fan dihaqa La yasma'una fiha laguan Wala kithaba Jaza'an min rabbika Ata'an hisaba Rabbis samawati wal ardi Wama baynahuma rahman La yamlikuna minhu khitaba Assalamualaikum Brother you heard the Dean over doing yourself? Dean over doing ya, that sounds familiar. Wait, hold on, let me think. Dean over doing ya, Dean over doing ya, yeah. Dean over doing ya show. Y'all heard about that joint, my man hosts that joint. Safe or hot. Mashallah, mashallah. So you like the joint? I love it. What's your name? Noah. And what they listening to? Dean over Dunya. So how they come? Why equals the name? Dean over Dunya. 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 Dean over Dunya show. Dean over Dunya show. I am Sister Aisha, and this is the Dean over Dunya show. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. I'm your host, Safe Hawk, and listening to the Dean over Dunya show. The number one Islamic radio show in America, alhamdulillah. Before we begin, like always, we want to give Allah his praise and send salawat upon his Nabi, the Prophet Muhammad ibn Abdullah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And inshallah, we will have the tawfiq of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and Allah forgive us for our sins, our faults, and our errors. And alhamdulillah, that's the inahu, and that's the fiduhu. Wa na'udhu billahi min shuhubi infusana. ومن سرى لما لنا ميده الله فلا مضر له ومن يقلب فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا أبده ورسوله صلى الله عليه وسلم أما بعد. Before I begin, I like to say all praise belongs to Allah. We seek His aid. We seek His guidance. We seek His help. We seek refuge in Allah, Satan and his minions, and we seek refuge in Allah. From the evil of our own souls And we seek refuge in Allah From the footprint of time That will lead us to heaven and all. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala To forgive us for our sins Our faults and our errors And whoever Allah guides None can lead astray And whoever Allah leads astray None can guide And I bear witness Without any hesitation Any compulsion That no God but Allah Rasulullah and my, be- my dear brothers and sisters, tonight's show is very important. And I know when I come on the radio, I say that tonight's show is very important because I believe wholeheartedly that every single show that we do on the Dean of Dunya show is important because we are living in the last days. And the information that we're trying to disseminate throughout the world, I believe, is very important. Very important. The, the night show was labeled Black Sea is the cure for every disease except death. 
But we will be talking about more than black seed, inshallah. I want all of you who's listening on the phone, tuning in, inshallah, to try to text all your coworkers and all your family members, any Muslim sister, any Muslim brother that you know, and ask them to tune in, inshallah, to the Dean of Adunia show so they, they may benefit, inshallah. Brothers and sisters, the year is now 2016. And I believe wholeheartedly that we are living in the last days and time. We are living in the final hour. And my delil is since Allah has created the earth, since Allah has created Adam and Eve, since Allah subhanahu to Allah have brought existence into the realm of possibilities. Only, only in the last 70 years of this earth. Now, I want you to think about this, brothers and sisters. The earth has been in existence, let's say, for a billion years, okay? Let's say, hypothetically, the earth has been in existence for a billion years, okay? In the last 70 years, out of a billion, in the last 70 years of this earth, Right, and the year that most of us were born in the last 70 years, every single innovation of technology has been presented to the earth. Now, I want you to think about that since Adam and Eve to the time of the Messenger of Allah until 70 years ago, none of them, no Adam, no Eve, the Messenger of Allah, no one on earth up until 70 years ago, have ever heard of the sophistication and the technology that we are seeing today. Never. They never seen airplanes. They never heard of television. They never heard of radio. They never heard of cars and automobiles. They never heard of, you know, DVD and tape set and 8-track, radio. All of these things in the last 70 years, or you can say 100 years, has been introduced to mankind. Has been introduced to mankind in the last 100 years of this earth. Everything you see before you, that's very significant, that's very important. And due to the fact that we're living in a time where the very essence of humanity is changing because the the advancement of technology is changing. Human beings, their behavior is changing. The, the, the human being behavior is changing. Our very essence, what makes us human, is fading away. And I want you to think about that. Even when I was coming up in the 70s and the 80s and the 90s, we were playing high and go seek. We were playing uh, catch the girl, get the girl. We were playing manhunt. We would play, you know, fucking uh, 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 um, skelly, or the girls with hopscotch and double dutch and rope. Do you know right now in Philadelphia there's a, a, a organization that's going around the city of Philadelphia teaching the young girls how to play double dutch because our, our youth under the age of 20 
no longer how to, they don't know how to play rope. They don't know how to play double dutch. They don't know how to play, you know, hopscotch because they never done it. Think about that. In the nineties, we knew these things. We knew these. We knew how you go seek. Like I can't tell you how I learned how you go seek, but every child in the neighborhood knew how you go seek. Like it was the back of your head. We living in a time where our youth, the young women, don't know how to. They don't know how to play jump rope. They don't know how to play double dutch. Think about that. That's very significant. Because in the time that I grew up, it was normal behavior for me to interact with my next door neighbor, and it was normal behavior for me to interact with my neighbor across the street and my neighbor down the street. We would play hide and go seek. We will we will know each other. We will be intricate companions of one another. Now neighbors don't know each other. Little girls don't play double dutch no more. They don't hang around each other no more. They don't interact with one another no more. They don't know how to socialize. So now it's easy for people to kill each other. Next door neighbors are shooting each other, shooting their neighbor because they parked in a parking space in the wintertime. Men are shooting men in the head because they threw a snowball at their daughter. It's total chaos in the world that we live in. These are the last days of time. Our hearts are diseased. Now, the messenger of Allah, so that some said that black seed is a cure for every disease except death. Now, the show was more about black seed, but I want that to be the prince because I want that to be the cure. I want you as Muslims or any non-Muslims, any Christians to understand. And if you believe in Allah wholeheartedly, if you believe in the Messenger of Allah, he remedies for every single illness that we have on this earth. And tonight we're going to get into some of these, these, these cures for these, these, these diseases. There's two types of diseases that I want you to recognize and realize. The first type of disease is a physical disease. It, it, it clogs the heart. It plagues the heart. And you see symptoms because of the disease of the heart. Symptoms, heart disease. You know, and um, these diseases manifest themselves in symptoms. And two heart becomes critical, the heart will die. So that's one type of disease is a, is, a, is, a, is a physical disease. Another disease that we speak about is spiritual disease of the human body. And actually, as far as like gluttony, uh, backbiting, slander, showing off, love of praise, hatred, all of these is a disease of the heart. I want you to look at yourself and realize you're diseased. I'm diseased physically and mentally and spiritually. We're diseased. Because the average Muslim listening to the phone right now, or on the phone, listening to the radio, the average Muslim backbite every day, the average Muslim slander, the average Muslim have no concern and no regard for their brother or their sister. The average Muslim has some type of medical disease. How many Muslims do you have? Of diabetic, or they might have cancer in their life. This is very serious. We are living in a time where we've seen the most, far as the technical advancement of technology. But the technology that we have is killing us. The food that we have is killing us. The lifestyle that we are 
doing, killing us. There was Muslims that's listening on the phone, don't sit down every day and read the Quran. Have forgotten about the loss of Penalty. They have forgotten about his sunnah of the Messenger of Allah. I'm saying the average Muslim has forgotten about the law and the sunnah of the Messenger of Allah. I write life cycle. The average Muslim listening to the phone right now not pray five times a day. That's a fact. The average Muslim listening right now do not times a day. And the ones that are praying five times a day, their heart is not in it. So therefore, they're getting no benefit from their prayer. That's very serious. I want you to think about that. I want you to really think about it. That the Muslims that are are not saying is our connection with our Creator is at all. It's severed. There's not a, a connection. It's like if you were on the phone with your mom or your wife and that and that connection is severed, you can on that phone twelve hours a day, seven days a week. But your wife, your your, your wife and your mom wanna hear hear you. They're not gonna they're not gonna uh, respond to you. If you're making prayer, making a lot, but your heart is not into it a lot, you're just going through the motions. A loss of penitentiary is not going to respond to you. A loss of penitentiary is not going to respond to you. Because heart and soul is not into it. So, see, because we got to know who we see. Well, Allah, y'all think, I swear by Allah, brothers. No need to get on your knees and make sujun to a law penalty island if you're not if your heart is not into it. A law takes that salat and he throws it back into your face. Why? You see why? Because he is the Lord of the world. Give you life. He is the one who gave you freedom and healthness. He is the one who fed your family, gave you a job so you eat and pay bills. He is the one who allowed you to transverse the earth. So come and go as you as you feel free. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who created the earth. The MLB of Allah is everything. You dare to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as if to you. Is each and every last one of these Muslims on the phone right now. If you had a phone call tonight and seek services, brother, sister, I invite you to the White House. Come tomorrow. Every last one of you will go get a new outfit. Every last one of you will make sure that your clothes is fit, your speech is correct before you meet the President of the United States. Is he bigger than a loss of penalty island? This is what I want you to think about. The next time you enter prayer, when the Sabbath used to make prayer, that the messenger of Allah would take bow and arrows out of their face or out of their hands or out of their out of their leg because when they enter Salat, they will leave the world mentally and spiritually. So they wouldn't feel when they removed the arrow out of their body. They just left the world. You know how when you watch television and you go into a trance and someone walk right by you and then after the show go over, the person is like upstairs and you like, whoa, when did you get in the house? You didn't even see when they walked right by you because you were so into television show, whatever you was watching. This is how the Sahaba were into their spot. This is how we need to learn how to get into our prayers. 
how we need to make do why. This is how we need to learn. Now, I want to talk about physical elements, inshallah, because I want to start with the physical, then we can go to the mental, the, the spiritual, inshallah. Do you know that looking after yourselves is very important, brothers and sisters? Our bodies are an amen. It's a trust from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we should look after them to the best of our abilities. Alhamdulillah. Islam is so beautiful that every problem there's a solution. And for every disease there's a cure. I want you to think about that as we continue. That your body that Allah has given you is in a manner. A manner means trust. It's a trust from Allah to you that you're going to take care of your body. Why it is haram, totally haram to get tattoos. This is why the messenger of Allah said the one who gets tattoos is cursed by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Cursed by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now our beloved Prophet Muhammad said every disease is a remedy. For every disease there is a remedy when a remedy is made apparent and then the disease is cured by the permission of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He also said he who has put disease on this earth has also put his remedy. Some of the most useful remedies for certain ailments whose affliction is many in many hadiths are stated below. Please remember the shifa, the cure is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But it is from the sunnah to seek it is from the sunnah to seek and to remedy as a Muslim and we must acknowledge that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who put the, the remedy there. The first cure that they talk about is black seed. This is known as the black this has been around for a very long period of time. SubhanAllah. Aisha heard that the Messenger of Allah said, This black seed is a cure for every disease except death. This has many benefits as it provides nutrition, natural support for the body and the immune system. Ibn Qayyum, may Allah be pleased with him, said that black seed helps against all types of cold ailments. When green and blended with honey and drunk with some water, it will dissolve the stone that is in the kidney and the prostrate, the prostrate, the prostrate, uh, the, the prostate. It increases the fluid during menstruation and the produce of milk when drunk in several days. When it is heated with vinegar and placed on the stomach, it will eliminate worms in the stomach. It also clears up and decomposes relieves cold symptoms. When it is found it placed in a rag and inhaled through the nostril, it relieves it, it, it leaves the cold symptoms like when you stuff when you have a stuffy nose, inshallah. Twenty five grams of it is drunk with water, it will help against gagging and hard breathing. Basically asthma. It's a panel off. Very serious. Very serious that black seed is a cure for all of these diseases, all of these elements. The Messenger of Allah, if you have Iman, faith, then you will know that when he says something is the truth. It's hot behind it. That black seed is a cure for every disease except death. That even when you put black seed on a, on a rag and you and, and heat it and, and all the fumes, it will clear your nostrils up. And when you put and heat it, 
better drink it, it'll help asthma. This is very serious. But these are things that you believe, and if you don't believe, then that's the problem. We'll move on to honey. A loss of with the Isler does say in the can, and thou Lord be to book cells and hills on trees and in the man's habitation. There is from within their bellies a drink of varying colors within the healing, the, the healing of mankind. Verily, and this is a sign of who give thought. In the belly of the beast, when they make the honey, is healing mankind. The Quran is hawk. Messenger of Allah also said that he is the real every illness. And the Quran is the real all of the mind. Therefore, I bring things the Quran and honey. It's the panel law. Honey contains 35% protein, one half of all the amino acids. And it is considered to be a complete food. It is a highly concentrated source of, of essential nutrients. It contains large amounts of carbon, hydrate, sugar, and B complex vitamins, vitamin C, D, E, and some minerals. It's a panel. And honey is useful to promote energy and healing. It is a great immune uh, is great for the immune system, for immune building. It's a panel law. Now the next one that we want to talk about is cupping. A lot of you don't know what cupping is, but this is the natural disease the mess of a law did was a sunnah. And I want you to show the importance of it. It's called hijama. And Arabic is derived from from the word hijam, which means sucking. It is the process of applying cups of various points on the body by removing the air inside of the cups from, from a, to form a vacuum. This vacuum sucks out in the diseased blood, which is then poured into a cup by the making small cuts of the skin and then and the, and, and dispose of them. When performing properly, when performed properly, this is a safe process, and there is no health risk in producing and doing cupping. The very reported that the messenger of Allah so that Salam said indeed cupping is a great error. Abdullah ibn Abbas said when the messenger of Allah so that Salam said did not pass by an angel from the angel on the journey, except that they said to me, or messenger of Allah upon you is cupping. For ailments is cataracting. That's like applying fire or heated, real heated, superheated things to a sore or wound because this is haram for the ummah. So the free is very, very important. So these are cure for natural disease of the body. It virtually believes. If you have high blood pressure, if you have heart disease, if you have cancer, if you have anything that the doctors say that you have black seed and honey and cupping or a cure for it, they need to look into the remedies of these diseases and do some research because have ailment or, or cupping or honey, and you can tell there's very few people in, in Philadelphia that do cupping. I can um, I know some people in Chinatown do it, but I know that is a um, YouTube video that teaches you how to do it, teaches you you know um, what to get and how to do it. I know a couple of that do it, inshallah. I don't have the information right off hand, but it's very important that we take care of ourselves. Because brothers and sisters, there's a lot of Muslims developing and getting cancer. A lot of Muslims are just dropping dead. A lot of Muslims are in bad condition health wise. 
we need to learn how to take care of ourselves. We need to learn because living in, in a time where hard work is not very, like, it's not often that a person works hard. Most of us on the phone go to office, we sit at the desk all day, and get arteries, and our blood don't flow because we don't do anything except sit at a computer and just chill. That's our day-to-day job right there. We just chill. The number one thing you find on Facebook and 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 and, and is Netflix and chill. People love to chill and do nothing. In the time of the Messenger of Allah, it was a normal sunnah to work all day, and when nightfall, you go home and relieve. Now we don't we don't work. We don't we don't develop this type of natural hard work, which is a, basically is a is a is a virtue within itself because walking long distance and working will help get healthy. Most people are not healthy. They have sluggish. Their blood don't flow. They get blood clots. They get heart disease. These develop into high blood pressure because the chemical bodies of the brain is not there. So therefore, they say walking a half hour a day is a cure for a lot of diseases. If you take one half an hour one day, every day, and walk, and just walk for a half an hour, that'll cure a lot of diseases that you have. Arthritis. This is serious, but how many people walk a half hour? Because most people have cars. The most people walk is from the, the job to the car and from the car to their house. They don't walk a half an hour a day. Most people think that they can just go to the gym and get on the tread machine and, and that's going to... No. Well, we have to understand that human beings are physical and we are spiritual. And we are social beings. This why is very important to visit sick people in the hospital because you never know that your visit to this person can get them healthy and get them full of life again. Why don't you believe that? Isn't it true that when you get sick and get a cold and you go around another muscle that they catch your cold, they catch your sickness, they catch this, this, your stomach fever? How many times have your child come from the daycare or from school sick because somebody in the school was sick. That's why it's very important to watch who you're around. So if a person is sick and you go visit them and they get healthy, it's because of you. This is why it's very important to visit the sick. But Muslims don't think like this. Muslims don't think like this. We don't visit sick people in the hospital. And on top of visiting the sick, you can get 70,000 angels that make Dubai for you from the time, if you do it in the daytime, they do it all day into nightfall. If you visit them at nighttime, they visit, they pray for you all night into sunbreak. Think about that. How many of us need 70,000 angels making Dubai to Allah for us, to forgive us for our sins, to help us, you know, reach our goal and our dreams? How many? If you feel like Life is treating you harsh, and you can't seem to get ahead. And always something, a fork in your road. If you feel like this sometimes, I'm going to tell you why you have this reason, this issue, because you're not praying every day. The messenger of Allah so that said that if you abandon your prayer, there's consequences to the actions of abandoning your prayer. I'm not talking for non-Muslims because they're going to go to hell. That's their reward. So Allah, give them the earth. But for a Muslim, Allah, Allah is not going to give you the earth if you abandon your salat. 
He said there's five curses on this earth. One of those curses is that your dreams and your hopes will never come true. You, you, you dream to be a doctor or a lawyer or a carpenter, but they will never come true. Allah will not fulfill your desires. And it's going to always seem like something is holding you back, something is holding you down. It's going to always feel like that because Allah SWT will never allow you to be successful in this dunya. Even if you get money, you just got $2,000 in your lap, Allah is going to remove the better car from this money. $2,000 to you is going to seem like $50 because it's going to go so quick. And when you spend it, you're not going to get anything from it. You're going to buy things and they're not going to bring you happiness or joy. I'm serious. You want to buy a car and something's going to be wrong with the car, but you're not going to know it until a month after you brought it. Now you got to put more money in the car to fix it. This is better, car. This is how it works because you're not talking to your Lord every day. You need to know the essence of Bedekai. The messenger of Allah said about the young people, he said, eat from the plate which is closest to you and eat everything on the plate because you never know which morsel of food have the Bedekai in it. What is Bedekai? Blessing from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is like, for example, I'll give you an example. Certain Muslims have Bedekai with them when it comes to earning money. It's just like, you ever see a person and your family, and it just seems like money just fall in their lap. Every time you turn around, they just they just getting lump sums of money. Allah has placed bedekah in them when it comes to getting money. Some Muslims, some people have bedekah into that like, you never know what has bedekah. Certain cars have bedekah in them. Certain cars you put gas in it, they run all day. It don't break down. It gets no give you no trouble. Certain cars don't have no bedekah in them. Certain jobs have blessing in them. They have bedekai. Certain jobs don't have bedekai in them. If you work at a bar, you don't have bedekai in your job because it's going to be shootouts. People are going to be, it's going to be always be argumentation. They have no blessing in that job. Certain jobs have bedekai in them. They have dignity in them. In them. This is very sad. You have to believe these things. Certain foods have bedekai in them. Blessing in them. Blessings of Allah so said everything from ocean is halal. So you have no doubt when it comes to uh, fish, crabs, or anything. Everything is halal. Everything. Only disagreement of the ocean, the ocean thing that come to that lives in the ocean, also live on land like frogs. Certain type of frogs are not all out and not. You got to slaughter them, and you know it's, it's different types of frogs. But because they don't live in the ocean, they live land in the ocean. That's different. But the reality is that everything from the ocean is halal, so they all bedeka. They all come from water, so therefore is is bedeka in the food. All meat has bedeka in it. This is true. You have to know the meaning of bedeka. Know what it means. When the loss of Pentecost is blessing you, when the loss of Pentecost is angry with you, when he removed better kind your life, nothing you do is going to benefit you. I want, I'm, I'm dead serious. It's like everything you do, something always go wrong. Every time you be somebody, something always go wrong. 
Some people that you hang around don't have no blessing with them. And your blessing is getting diminished because they're hanging around you. You may not believe that, but this is true. This is hot. This is why it's very important to keep good company, to keep good people. If you're hanging around a fornicator and you know this person is fornicated, even if you don't know that this person is fornicated, if you're hanging around them, it could bring destruction to yourself because the loss of Mandala could bring forth pain to them and you can be caught up in a rapture. That's very important. I want you to really think about that. If you hang with a drug dealer and you chill with him, when somebody come and do a drive-by, you're going to get hit. You're not the person that they're aiming for, but you're hanging with a person who Allah, the wrath of Allah is upon. That's very important for you to understand this. This is why it's very important to keep, to keep good company. Everybody can die. But normally, Muslims who don't be into anything haram, Muslims who go to the masjid and go to work and mind their business, 90% of those Muslims are not going to be involved in drive-bys. Only people who don't work, people who sell drugs, people who are into haram things, robbing people, those people are in a, involved in, in um, vicious deaths. Now, we all know that, you know, somebody can go to the bank and the bank can get robbed, a person can get shot. Yes, that's decreed by law. But I'm saying we're playing percentages. Most likely, you don't die a violent death if you don't hang around people who are um, uh, who are into haram things, who, Allah, who the anger of Allah is upon them. When you hang around righteous people, you usually live a long life. You usually are a happy person. Don't hang around negative people. Negative people can bring, make you, they can steal your joy. You can wake up feeling 100%. You want a job interview. And you, you, you ironed your clothes. You study for the, 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 the test on the job. And you go to see your, your girlfriend or you go to see your homeboy. And you say, yeah, I'm on my way to the job interview. And, you know, I feel real confident I'm going to get it. And they say, man, you're not going to get that job. You don't even qualify to get that job. I don't think it's in you. You say, man, whatever. But on your way to the job, you start to really doubt yourself because of what they said. This is one of the attributes that we have with Allah, the attribute of speech. That's why Allah says, I am as my servant think of me. If you think Allah is going to do you dirty, he's going to do you dirty. If you think Allah is going to grant you Jannah and forgive you and, and get you the job he will give you, you have to, whatever you think about Allah, your very thought pattern has to be positive, even in a negative situation. When the messenger of Allah went to the city of uh, Tarif and the little children were spitting on him and throwing rocks at him and hurt his feelings, and he sat under a tree confused and made dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and said, Yeah, Allah, if you're angry with me, then I accept that, then, then please forgive me and whatever I've done. But if this is the decree, if this is the decree, then mashallah. And the angels came to the messenger of Allah to, to show him how Allah truly feels about him and said, you can crush these people. But he was a positive thinker. He said, no, don't kill them. Because perhaps from their loins, from their progeny, will be good Muslims. And there's a, millions of Muslims in Taif right now because the messenger of Allah spared their ancestor lives. He was positive in a negative situation. You always have to remain positive. Always look at the bright side of everything. That's a Muslim. That's the Sunnah. There's certain people who always feel like the world is against them. 
There's certain Muslims that their cup is always half empty. But you need to be one of those Muslims who feel like the cup is always half full because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will bring you blessings because you're looking at the bright side of everything. Allah is the one that says that when you show gratitude to his creation and to him, he will increase you. But if you don't show gratitude to what Allah has given you, it's going to restrict your, your provision. You need to be conscious of this. We need to be very conscious of these things and what we say out of our mouths. Certain Muslims is always critical of other Muslims. They're always negative. They never look on the bright side of things. They always got to say something, something bad to say. We have to get out of that. We have to get out of those things. You ever watch sports and you see like a basketball or football or hockey or baseball, and you know on the on the on the on the, on the football field, right? When a player when he drops the ball and, and misses the play, you never see the players upset at him. They all pat him on his back and say, "Look, we're gonna get him next play." They always positive because this is a scientific fact that if you remain positive then there's something good will most likely happen because your your attitude, your mentality is positive. You ever see when a foul player at the when a, when a basketball player at the foul line misses a foul line, and you you wonder why these niggas shaking his hand? What 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 is going on? Why are they shaking his hand? Every time he misses a foul shot, they shake his hand, pat him on his back. He's, he's gonna be okay because positive enforcements bring good results. It's a it's a it's a fact. When we first was created, the angels was negative about human beings. Allah says, I'm going to create man, a caliph on the earth. And the angel said to Allah, Sipanatayla, are you going to really get someone who's going to shed blood and cause mischief? They had a negative opinion about us. But Allah is the one that I know what you know not. Allah has a, he had a positive opinion about us. He seen good in us when the angels seen bad. That's a loss of penalty island. We have to remember that. Negativity is going to bring negative results. That's fact. We have to live our lives in a positive manner, as positive as we can be, and look on the bright side of everything. Even if it looks dark and gloomy, Say alhamdulillah for Allah that I'm going through this because I know that there's something benefiting in this. This is how a believer speaks. The believer is the one who says alhamdulillah for this this trial that I'm going through because I'm I'm looking I'm looking forward to the reward that Allah is going to give me for being for being patient, from having supper with my Lord. This is how believers talk. This is how believers talk. The men don't complain. To his companions about what Allah has done to him, the man is the one who go to Allah and the idol at three o'clock in the morning. He keep his grief to himself and he complains to his Lord because out of, out of you know telling Allah and the idol that I'm I'm okay, I'm all right with the decree that you are giving me with this sickness, and I'm going to remain patient because I know that you're going to every difficulty is there's relief. And there's never night all the time. It always comes sunlight. This has to be our mentality. 
We're living in a time where negativity is selling like millions of dollars. Slander is selling like millions of dollars. It's very easy to see people being guilty. Like, for instance, in, in Philadelphia, one of the, the biggest news is, is that uh, Africa being bothered is being um, accused of child molestation. Now, whether he did it or not, it's not up to me. That's not my... Because I don't have any evidence one way or the other. I don't. But Islamically, you can't just condemn somebody because the person's words have to have evidences and proof. This is not... It's not a simple matter. Simple matter. But we live in a society where Muslims, they want to believe the negative. Someone could come out tomorrow, right, and say, such and such, you know, they raped me. And 80% of the people is going to believe what they were to say, whether it's true or not, before any evidence come out, because people tend to believe the negative about everybody. No one is given the benefit of the doubt. Islamically, we give a thousand excuses before we can sit down and say something negative about Muslim. Especially if you do not know. Because if someone says something negative about you, you will want people to give you the benefit of the doubt. Especially people that know you personally. They don't they all they know is good for you. You want them to give you the benefit of the doubt. And you want people that don't know to give you benefit of the doubt they have, and they never heard to that point any negative about you. So stop doing to other people what you want other people to do for you. We're living in crucial times, brothers and sisters. Crucial. Right? We're on life support. And success is already upon you if you say Ashadu Allah Ilallah Ashadu Anna Muhammad Rasulullah. We are already successful as Muslims. We're successful. That's a fact. A lot of you, you never experience true brotherhood and true sisterhood. This is this is a fact. But true brotherhood and true sisterhood start with yourself. You be a better brother to your sister, and you be a brother-sister to your brother. It starts with you. Allah says that I will not change the condition of the people until they change in themselves. I mean, we have to start with ourselves, look into the mirror, change yourself first. And then each and every last one of us take this job upon us, then the community as a whole will change because we will change ourselves. We need to start working on ourselves physically, taking care of ourselves. And spiritually, you want to learn how to stop backbiting? When you hear something negative about another Muslim, don't listen to it. Walk away. Stop a person in their tracks. So you know you're always doing the right thing when you feel uneasy about doing it. You know, when someone calls you and they start to backbite another Muslim and you stop them in their tracks, they get upset at you, right? And, and, they, and they say, oh, you're just trying to be righteous now. And you feel bad. But that's why you're supposed to feel like that, because you're doing the right thing. When you're doing the wrong thing, it feels good. It feels easy. There's no criticism along with that. But when you're doing something good, criticism will come along with that. That's just the reality to it. 
That's how you know you're doing the right thing because you're being criticized. You don't want to be criticized, but that comes along doing right. The Prophet Muhammad was criticized because he said, now you had a law that comes along with the territory. No one said doing the right thing was going to be easy. Hang the phone up in the air if you have to. Hate another Muslim, make dua for them. Write, write down on the piece of paper all of the Muslims that you know that you hate. It's okay. Be honest with yourself. I don't like that Muslim over there. Maybe because they look better than you or they got the girl that you wanted to marry. It don't matter. Name all the Muslims that you dislike. And every night, every night, make dua for those Muslims. Make dua for those Muslims. Make dua for every Muslim on the paper and say, well, Lord, all these Muslims on this piece of paper right here, please grant them Jannah. Forgive them for their sins. And make them better Muslims than me. Make them victorious in this world. And, and make them, you know, successful in this world. Or you can make dua for them individually. Go down the list and make dua for them individually and make different duas for every Muslim. And I guarantee you, Wallahi, if you do that, Allah is not only going to remove the hatred out of your heart for the Muslims, the angels that you, that you, that you the, the dua that you make for those Muslims, the angels that are around you will make the same dua for you. Very serious. You don't like a Muslim, call them and invite them to dinner. Serve them. Allow your children and yourself, or maybe your wife if she agrees to serve them. Bring them water. You need some water? Bring them some cake. Some I'm telling you, do these things, and you will develop love. The Prophet Muhammad said the only way you get to know a person is through three incidences. But one, traveling with them travel together. Number two, you do business together. And number three, you eating together. People tend to be happy when they're eating. They enjoy life better. They, they tend to open up when they're eating and drinking. That's why if you look like people who are sales and maybe firms, they take their clients out to like a hockey game or to like dinner and discuss the proposal because they, they that's, that's, a, that's a, uh, a tool to like loosen them up. You had a basketball game, you're having fun, and now we can talk business while you're having fun. It's, it's realities behind these things. Now, mashallah, but brothers and sisters, I want you to each and every last one of you the remedies of the, uh, the cures for the bodies, for spiritual ailments. Because we need cures for any disease except death. You know, right now there's people getting cancer like like the, the, we used to get the common cold back in the day. People getting terminal cancer. You know, and I want you to believe wholeheartedly. I want you to listen to me when I tell you this. When the doctor tells you that there's nothing that we can do, I don't want you to accept that. Why? Because the law is the he's the author every story. Allah is the, the author of the decree of this world. And Dua is the believer of the is Dua is the weapon of the believer. It's made for the mother, for the child is mustajab is is guaranteed to be answered. And the dua for the child for the parents is guaranteed to be answered. Allah will answer the dua for the child for the parents. And he will answer the dua for the parents for the child. So that's why make dua that your children become scholars, hypothesis of Quran. 
and that he blessed to be righteous. The Lord will answer those words. Don't ever, tell, don't ever let someone tell you that there's nothing that can be done when Allah is the Lord of everything. It's okay to take an opinion, but you don't accept an opinion of a human being because the law is the ultimate. Simple as that. The people who are walking on the earth that the doctors say that they would never walk again and they walk in. There's people on this earth that the doctors said that they won't make it past their six-year birthday and they still made it. When my little nephew was one and a half years old, drunk Drano, the acid from the Drano destroyed his insides, and he wouldn't, they said he would not make it through the night. He wouldn't make it through the night. Can you imagine drinking Drano, that stuff that you pour in your tub that kills all the, the grease and eats up everything in the drain? Can you imagine, and you, you we make organisms, like we never made it hard pipes and things like that. We make all these little amino acids that, the, that forms our, our, our skeleton and our flesh the soft tissue. When he drunk that, they said he didn't make it through the night. They had to put him in a deuce coma. They had to reconstruct his, uh, his esophagus. 12 years old now, healthy. He had about 20 surgeries. But the loss of the island is the Lord of all the worlds. We can't accept being normal. We can't accept not knowing our Lord. If you made every salat on this earth as if that salat was your last one, I want you to really listen to me, brothers and sisters, because when I tell you it's hot, I don't say things because uh, it sounds good. I'm telling you because it's true. If you make every salat like it's going to be your last salat, and you put everything into that salat. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give you an opening. He will give a, a spiritual awakening. This is true. If you make that prayer like as if you, I want you to really think about that. Make a prayer. The doctor said you got a week to live. How would your prayer be if you had a week to live? You're going to try to muster everything you can out of every salat. You make salat like that. Your life will change. Your du'as will be answered. Everything you pray for will come true. That's how you make all of your prayers. Two rakats. Two rakats. Focus on a loss of with absolute concentration is better than a thousand years worth of fake prayers. It's very serious. If we're going to be Muslims, we have to be Muslim inwardly and outwardly. In sincerity, be sincere Muslims. If you're going to love your brothers, to care about them. Call them. Call people that you haven't talked to. Say, how are you doing? I'm just calling you to check up on you. When one of the Muslim brothers is walking through the earth, and the angel stopped him and said, where are you going? He says, I'm going to visit so-and-so. He says, do he owe you any money? He says, laugh. He says, well, what is it? Why are you going to visit him? He says, I'm going to visit him because I love him. He says, the fact that you love him, knows that Allah loves you. So call people, check up on them to see how they're doing because you love them. 
We don't call each other no more. No one makes a call just to say, I'm just calling you to see how you were doing. Don't be, they don't call me, so I'm not going to call them. Our teacher is the Rasulullah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Be that Muslim. Be that individual. So visit them. I'm just visiting you to see how you were doing. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah that you are, that you are well. May Allah continue to bless you with good health. Every time a Muslim leave my side, I say, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless you to get home safe. Because I don't know what the outcome is. I don't just assume that every Muslim that leave my side is going to go home safe. So I ask Allah to bless them to get home safe. When they go on a trip, I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to bless their trip with safety. Because I don't take anything for granted. Life can switch, the switch up. Life can change the drop of a dime. A fully healthy grown man can be a feeble infant in the hospital the next day. Hawk. Now, I ask the brothers and sisters listening to the Dean of Adunia show to make the while for me. I'm in the production of making the uh, cover girls, you know, movie about Muslims. Inshallah, it's going to be, in my opinion, it's going to be better than Dean Overdunia. It's going to be one of the greatest Islamic movies in the last 50 years. Exalaw to make it successful. Exalaw to help me get the funding to 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 put it in production. Exalaw to bring people to the cast that's sincere about the Dean. I mean. I ask you to make that do by me, inshallah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless all of the children on the earth with no food to eat and no places to live. May he bless them with food and shelter. Allahumma ameen. A lot of things in this in America we take for granted and we don't realize that 40% of the earth is, is, is in poverty. 40% of the earth is in poverty. There are people right now that bottles, plastic bottles tied to their feet as shoes. There are people on the earth right now that they dig into a trash can and whatever's in that trash can is more beloved to them than what we eat because they're hungry. We don't most of us never never experienced what a hunger pain was. No, we re- we really haven't. Even when we fast, we haven't experienced what hunger pain was. Go, go without eating for two consecutive days, and you will see what a hunger pain is. Pains your stomach. It's, it's so hungry, it pains your stomach. The Sahabas were so poor that they will be so hungry that they would have rocks around their bellies in order to alleviate the hunger pain. And they came up to the messenger of Allah and says, listen, we're so hungry, we have to tie these rocks. Can you imagine that you're so hungry, in order to get rid of the pain in your stomach, you tie a rock, a rock around your stomach in order to relieve the pain from the hunger. And they said, messenger of Allah, we're so hungry, we have to tie these rocks around my belly to relieve hunger pains. And he says, look, look at me, I have two rocks tied around my belly to relieve hunger pains. That's very significant. None of us never really experienced hunger pains. 
Never. We have food by the varieties. There are people on earth right now and they wake up and they don't have what we have. They have to eat a bowl of rice or a bowl of oatmeal. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given you barakah that you can come down to your kitchen and you can choose from whatever variety of foods you can eat. You can have eggs today, eggs today. You can have peanut butter and jelly, cereal. You can make a waffle if you want, a pancake, a Belgian waffle, Belgian waffle. Anything you choose to desire to eat, you can eat, is at your disposal in your house. That is a nitma. That is a nitma that Allah has blessed you with, but you haven't not once in your life got on your hands and knees and said, well, Allah, thank you for the variety of food that I have in my kitchen because you took that as granted. You never thought about like, wow, Allah has blessed me this. Allah has blessed me with an automobile that something 65,000, 65 miles away, I can just get there in a matter of, of, of minutes. My job that I work is only possible to work because I have a car. And I can get there every day with my car. We don't think a lot for these simple things of life. That you live 40, 45 years and most of your life, you've been relatively healthy. You haven't had any major surgeries, any major time in the hospital. Allah has made you. Would you have you thanked the law for that? Thank the law for the ability to see. The ability to hear, the ability to speak and articulate what's in your heart. This is this is very serious that we need to thank Allah Subhanahu for these things, and we need to recognize that. But the reality to it is, we don't. The majority of things that we have in our lives, we take for granted. Take our children for granted. We take. Our parents for granted We take our cousins for granted We do We we don't understand that Certain children are born with crack parents Crack mothers, crack fathers They don't enjoy the simple luxuries of life Of motherly love A lot of us have that Like I had both my parents in my life for 40 years both of my parents in my life for 40 years. That's a nitma. Both my parents, my dad had worked since he was 20 years old until he turned 65. 20 years old to 65, he worked every day of his life. That's very serious. Very serious. Every day he went to work. Even when he didn't want to, in order to take care of his family, come home and he give eighty percent of the money to my mom every day. Since I was young, she paid the bills and the household stay afloat. This is this is what I see every day. We don't have men like out here like that. You have men that's selfish instead of giving money to their family and their children. So they can live life comfortably and live life at ease. These men take their paycheck and buy a Gucci belt for three hundred dollars. They buy products that cost three hundred dollars. They spend money in the bar and strip clubs. They spend money on smoking weed and popping Percocets. They don't. They don't think about their children. 
These men run away from their responsibilities, but a court system has to give a court order and tell these men that you have to take care of your child. That's unbelievable. It's a panel law. We need to realize that a lot of things in our life we take for granted, and we need to think a law depends the order for them. I took up enough of your time. MashaAllah. What I'm going to do, I'm going to play a scene from the movie from Dino Vadunya. This particular scene, it's going to be two scenes. The first scene is the sit-down that I had with my wife in the movie when we first had our first sit-down. I want you to visualize the scene. This is out of a park. We're sitting on the park bench with the security from the mass shed on another, right next to us on another bench talking to some Muslim brothers. And then the next scene after that will be me and my wife in the car discussing polygamy. We coming from the masjid um, on our way to uh, a young sister house who got shot as an innocent bystander, inshallah. Assalamualaikum. Mom, so how you been? Mashallah, doing pretty good. How about yourself? I'm doing bad. You know, I was I was glad to hear that you wanted to have a little have a little meet with me, inshallah. I did. That's why I got the security over here. I mean, so we want to be alone, have a third party. I'm doing bad. Uh, so, uh, what you looking for in a husband? <laughs> well, I mean, I'm pretty much looking for what almost any woman is looking for. You know, uh, I believe most sisters are looking for a protector, a provider. Um, someone who's going to come home at night, and most important, someone who's going to hold my hand and walk me through the gates of paradise. Hey, that's wrong. Assalamu alaikum. 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 Assalamu and we don't see y'all around the mass yet as much. Hey, man, I ain't even been going to the mass yet lately, man. man. We just Stop been out here. I guess you all know you're in and I ain't on mine. Nah, we know it's been about five years now. And now one day, one by, have I ever thought about taking the second wife? Wow, I'm not sure. Why haven't you thought about taking the second wife? Messenger of Allah, so that some of them say that the best source of benefit is the righteous Muslim. And I believe I have that, so I think I'd be ungrateful for asking the loss of dollar for another way. See what I'm saying? I don't think it's so much ungrateful because I think it's actually a nitma, you know, for the simple fact. Like the doctor told me a few years back, well, you know already that I couldn't have children. And I know how you feel about children. So I just feel as though it would be really selfish of me not to even want that for you. You know, you want for your sisters what you want for yourself. You want for your brothers what you want for yourself. I want children, you want children, we want children. So why wouldn't you get you a wife who could bear children and we all could be a family? Well, what I'm going to do is, you know, I'm going to make sure I can cut the extra law to bless you with a child. Inshallah. Inshallah. Sister Fatima, we at you and Shaw. This your stop, Inshallah? It is. Please get out. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> inshallah, be safe. Um, uh, uh, let me stop first before you get out, honey. But Inshallah, be safe and call me when you get in. Okay, Omi Zoomi. Alright, Omi Zoomi. Yeah. I'll be like.
Assalamu alaikum. This is your brother, Saifu Haq, inviting all my brothers and sisters to go check out the Dano Vadugan movie, now available on Vimeo On Demand. That's V-I-M-E-O On Demand for $9.99. And you can also get it on Amazon Instant Video. Inshallah, go to Google and type in Vimeo On Demand. Or you can go to Amazon Instant Video. Inshallah, the Islamic movie of the year. Please support me. Check it out. Uh, Cover Girls is coming up next, inshallah. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.